0: Hello everyone, and welcome to episode 236 of the MTG Goldfish Podcast. I'm Seth, probably better known as Saffron Olive, and we have the full crew here this week kicking things off with the owner of MTG Goldfish, Richard. How are you this week, Richard?
1: Excellent, Seth. It's my favorite time of the year, filthy casual week, ready to rock Uh and roll.
0: We do have lots of filthy casual cards. It's Commander 2019 Spoiler Week, so that's going to be our episode, basically, talking new Commander cards. But before we get into all the sweet new cards, we have another co-host, Krim. How's it going today, Krim?
2: Hey, Seth. Uh Very excited. Saw some of the new spoilers for Commander, so obviously I'm pretty uh pumped for the set.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty pumped for the set, too. I'm definitely excited. Uh I feel like Wizards... They they even said it, actually, in one of their streams, that they kind of heard the feedback from the community based on last year's decks, which uh, they were a little lacking in value. There were some complaints about certain ones of them, and it seems like they really are trying to uh, kind of juice these decks a little bit, improve based on last year. So our show today pretty much going to be all commander 2019 spoilers while the spoiler season this time is a little weird where they're spoiling one deck a day so we're like halfway through the salt deck we did get a bunch of spoilers from across the decks from gen con so we have plenty to talk about in terms of new cards so we're going to talk new commander 2019 cards and then answer some fish mail so that's our plan for today and i'll kick it over to richard usually spoiler time means richard can lead us through some cards so richard Take it away with some commander cards.
1: Ah, uh, yes. Many names I cannot pronounce today. <laughs> First up. Girid. Guyard. I'm going to go with Girid. Conclave Exile, two red, green, white. So five CMC, two five, legendary creature, human shaman. When Girid enters the battlefield, create a 4-4 green rhino creature token with trample. When Girid attacks, populate. The,
2: cre- uh, the token enters the battlefield, tapped and attacking. It's like a power, like, I don't know, it seems like they are trying to make the power level of populate a little bit stronger this time around. Cause populate and stuff like that hasn't really been that great in commander, in my opinion. Yeah, so I this mean, is. You get one whenever you attack. Yeah. So how about <laughs> populate every turn? Yeah, this, this is pretty powerful right it's more powerful for uh, populate at least in my opinion
0: yeah i really like uh that populate in commander 2019 is jumping into red along with green and white which are kind of the traditional populate colors and it's giving us kind of a more aggressive populate commander we have uh trostani i think is is it trostani that was the green white populate commander but that's mm-hmm. like a very defensive commander. It, like, doesn't have much toughness. It kind of incentivizes you to sit back and, like, gain life as your creatures come into play and then populate them. Uh, Gyard, on the other hand, is a populate commander that really wants you to be attacking. It has good stats on its own, like a 2-5 with a 4-4 four four Rhino for 5 mana. That's fine value on its own. And then being able to populate every turn by attacking, I really like this kind of new, more aggressive direction that we see for populating Gyard.
1: Yeah. So I'm thinking Sword of the Myriad uh, so, so all of your extra uh, commanders die But you get all the the, uh, the rhinos Some kind of doubling season effect And then some kind of extra combat
2: <laughs> And then you go nuts <laughs> See, I, yeah. I, I'm still thinking of fair magic. I just want to be like, oh, I want to put a Helm of the Host on this. <laughs> and oh, just... yeah, that's totally fair. It is. super fair. What do you think about Naya?
1: Like, Siege Rhino can't can't join the, the fray here. Like, it's a Ooh. little sad.
0: Uh, I mean, I guess Rhino Tribal would be better if it was Abzan, but I don't think this is a Rhino card. I think it just incidentally makes a Rhino. I do think uh, there are ways you can kind of go infinite with it by, like, copying things that give you extra turns, like Combat Celebrant. Crim uh, mentioned Helm of the Host. That's a good one. And one of the things I didn't really realize is Red also gives you some cool ways to turn your creatures that are not tokens into, uh, into tokens. Stuff like, uh, heat shimmer just like creates a token copy of one of your creatures until end of turn. Uh, there's other flame shadow conjuring. There's a few different red cards. So I really like that it gives you a way to, uh, kind of build around it that isn't as token focused. You can play just like big green creatures and turn them into tokens to then populate them.
1: All right. So who's going to put a helm of the host? Who's gonna, how many Gearins do you think we can get on the battlefield at once? Cause they populate each other. Probably, <laughs> what, do you, what do you get going?
0: <laughs> probably that, not that many, because that sounds like it just kills everyone in pretty short order if you're like copying Gyards with Gyards.
2: Yeah, if, if no, no one has answered, <laughs> uh, this Gyard, like then, then we're, the whole table's probably dead. All right.
1: Next up, we have Kadena, Slinking Sorcerer, one black, green, blue legendary creature, Naga Wizard, three three. The first face down creature spell you cast each turn costs three less to cast. Whenever a face down creature enters a battlefield under your control, draw a card.
2: Oh, I love this card. This is my favorite commander so far, of the of like the ones coming out from this season. I really like that the 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 free creature turn because it happens as soon like you can get that free morph creature. As soon as Kadena comes down. Obviously, there's, uh, like cool interactions. Like, if you can get your stuff, uh, like, like flash or something. I mean, I believe, let me think here. Like, uh, that should work, right? This, this is on every mm-hmm. turn, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, so okay. if you
0: have, like, leyline Line of Anticipation, you can flash in a morph on every player's turn, essentially, for free.
2: Oh, yeah, dude, that's so it's, sweet. It's, like,
1: super Animar, because you actually get to draw a card. Whenever you cast a face-down creature, and then you get a free creature.
0: I don't know if I think it's Super Animar. I think one of the things I liked about this card is it feels really different than Animar. Every time I've seen Animar morphs, it's kind of like this all-or-nothing combo deck, where you're like, uh, either you get your Animar, you grow it, you cast all your stuff for free, and have like a Cloudstone Curio, and just like combo off and play your deck, or your opponents just kill your Animar and your deck doesn't really do anything. Uh, Kadena seems more like a consistent value morph commander, where maybe you can, like, flash stuff in, you're getting a morph for free, but it doesn't really facilitate this, like, infinite combo turn. You're only getting three morph mana. It adds up to 12 mana every turn cycle, if you can take advantage of, like, the flash trick, but you're never going to make, like, hundreds of morph mana, like you might with Animar on your big combo turn.
1: So what if you just have... Oh, no, Animar's the wrong colors.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah, uh, I mean... This doesn't feel as broken when it's on the board. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there's like a million ways to go like infinite with this from like the the free free morph. But uh, I don't I don't think there is. an I don't know. I don't know. I think it's better. You get to draw cards. This is sneaky, I mean powerful. I like it. <laughs> we'll, I also we'll see.
0: I also like that it's a uh, another non graveyard Saltied Commander. Like this is you could play some graveyard stuff in it. But Wizards has done a really good job of, like, expanding color combinations recently. Uh, that, that's that been one of my big takeaways. Is uh, We'll talk about this probably later when we talk about Boros. We've seen it a lot with Boros, but this is another example of, we got Yarok and Sultai, which is not a graveyard commander. Now we got Kadina, also not a graveyard commander. So I really like that we're seeing these color combinations kind of move outside of themselves into new areas.
1: All right, pop quiz. What is the black aspect of this card?
2: Uh, what is the green aspect of this card? <laughs> okay, the the green. Well, okay, the blue is the draw card, right? <laughs> yes,
0: yes. Okay, we got that one. Uh, yes, the green is the the ramp, like the, the, the essentially the negative. The three less is is ramp does that count
1: does cost reduction fall under green but okay it, i'll take it, that it so where's black does this have menace
0: well, i guess black like <laughs> black has like heartless summonings cost reduction hmm. type effects i i, I don't know I, ah. but maybe
1: the reason it expands your saltai commanders is it doesn't actually <laughs> not fit a as a saltai commander. card at all
2: <laughs> no that that makes sense okay Black is the heartless summoning. Blue is the draw card, and the green is because it's a creature. Because <laughs> it's a four three three. Because it is a three three creature. <laughs> <laughs> That's it.
1: They should have made it a four mana eight eight and called it green. Okay, yeah, it's like I mean, fine. <laughs> they,
2: they, I I guess there is that like they could have added something like I don't know like give it a one one counter or something like that because it also has the simic. <laughs> yeah. Adapt oh, oh, okay Well,
1: okay You know that, that's, that's give, give it monstrous Yeah on. <laughs> uh, seven The Chronoclasm Two Blue Red White So five CMC Jeskai Two two Legendary creature Human wizard Prevent all damage That would be dealt To seven Whenever you cast Your first instant Or sorcery From your graveyard Each turn Copy that spell You may choose new targets For the copy Mm. How easy is it to trigger, (laughs) like, to continually cast things from your sorcery, uh, from your graveyard? So flashback.
0: Flashback, uh, jumpstart, snapcaster, mage type effects, mission briefings, torrential gear hulks. It, It is a little challenging, though. Um, and the thing I really don't like about this commander is, unlike all the other, like, face commanders that we're going to talk about today, Gyard and Kadena and Ange, Falconrath. Uh, it doesn't do anything right away. Like, all those other cards, you play Gyard, you get a Rhino, you play Kadena, you get to morph right away, you play Falconrath, you get to loot. Severine, if you just, like, run it out on turn 5, you don't have mana to do anything, and you just have Flashback a 5-mana 2-2. You need mana damage. for that though. You even need mana, like five mana for that. Like it's really, it doesn't allow you to even cast things from your graveyard. So the part I'm most excited for is just playing it with like pariahs and stuff, like chow Mano, like a chow <laughs> mana revolutionary that's not in mono white and just build like Jeskai Voltron, but your Voltron <laughs> is not actually killing people. You just can't die and then everyone mills out eventually, <laughs> like elixir of immortality or something. Or I think you just like go
2: around it, right? <laughs> I don't know. I don't I don't think Sabine's terrible or anything like that. I just I guess I just don't I'm not really excited about it. I, I don't know. I maybe, maybe maybe Savine's not that good. Uh, I'm I'm like very iffy on the card. Yeah, all these I feel
1: all of these cards need to be partnered with someone, like say a Kess or something. Like
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yeah, that's reasonable. Seems Bye, incomplete
1: colleagues. here. Like I don't know.
0: <laughs> and I mean we'll see we haven't seen much from the jeskai deck yet so maybe maybe it'll make more sense as we get to see the support cards for it but it definitely doesn't do as much on its own as some of the other commanders
1: all right so the last of the commander face cards we have on falconrath one black red one three legendary creature vampire haste tap discard a card draw a card Whenever you discard a card,
2: if it has madness, untap and Falcon Wrath. I like the art. <laughs> I think this card's really sweet. It immediately comes down and, and like, uh, you, you discard a card and then draw a card. So, uh, that, I, I don't know. I like that you could do it immediately. Like Seth had mentioned earlier, it immediately hits the board. You get to do something with it, which is, uh, pretty, pretty relevant. <laughs> you get to
1: rummage? Yeah. So, you, so you get to go off with your madness, I guess. But, like, are there any good madness cards? Uh,
0: Probably the easiest thing to do is try to get a Falcon Gorger. I think it is the one mana vampire that gives all your vampires madness. And then you can kind of go off, but just playing actual madness cards. They're the, even the good ones are not like that busted.
1: Wait, doesn't Olivia do something with madness?
0: Olivia is another discard outlet, but it doesn't specifically work with madness, but uh, it is another wow. way you can like discard cards and then madness them. I got to say, I'm not really that excited about this with Madness, although it is sweet that if you discard a Madness card, even if you don't cast it, you get to untap it, so you can theoretically, like, loot away uncastable cards and just, like, fill your graveyard and then Living End or something. I don't know. Like, something (laughs) along those lines. But I think this is a really sweet reanimator commander. Like, we don't really have a cheap rummaging Black-Red Commander. So if you want to play like the Reanimate-style deck, uh, almost like Legacy Red-Black Reanimator, like a really fast, consistent Entomb Reanimate Animate uh, animate Dead, it works really well with Worldgorger combo, where you can discard it, and then the way Worldgorger loops, you keep untapping on Shfalconrath, so you get to essentially loot through your entire deck and make infinite mana and find a finisher. So I kind of, like if I ignore the madness part of it and just think about it as a fast Reanimator Commander, I really like on Falconrath there. And that's actually uh, three, pretty pretty good.
1: I, I like get the, the loot. That. I don't know. There's no nothing y about this. <laughs>
0: and, uh, vampires are madnessy though. Like that's I think the biggest madness tribe. So I can i of kind of buy it just for that.
1: Uh, I wish she like pumped herself like a one three vampire. Like come on. <laughs> like whenever you like, discard a card. She should get a plus one plus one counter or something.
2: I, I like maybe maybe like you know the uh anje could like ping or something like that too <laughs> you discard ooh. that ooh, that, ooh, that would be good i would like that yeah like right now it's interesting but yeah now that you know seth had mentioned it, it is a solid way to just reanimate stuff so maybe that's just the way you go with it cuz i can't imagine there being enough cards coming from this preconstructed deck to make madness absurd
0: yeah it's hard to hard to envision that, like, unless there's something that just, like, gives all your creatures madness then maybe, but yeah, it's hard to imagine that madness can go from where it is now to being, like, really strong with just Commander 2019 because it's it's pretty low I think in the mechanic rankings for Commander right now. Like, all, even the cards that are good for, like, Constructed Fiery Tempers and cards like that, uh, Asylum Visitors, they're not necessarily cards that are good in Commander. Like, Lightning Bolts and random, like, Dark Confidants, those are really good commander creatures, even though they can be good in other formats.
1: They just need really... Give me like a -a Jockalops with like one madness cost. (laughs) You and your (laughs) Jockalops. They just just need like a significant savings on mana here. (laughs) Uh, Alright, speaking of saving on mana, we have Kirik, son of Yagmoth. Four Phyrexian Black, Phyrexian Black, Phyrexian Black So 7 cmc, or in reality, 4 plus 6 life 2-2, legendary creature, horror minion Lifelink, for each black in a cost, you may pay 2 life rather than that mana Whenever you cast a black spell, put a plus one plus one counter on Kyrick, son of Yagmoth. That means there's a party
2: with Villas, right? Like,
0: it's yes. a, yeah, build your own Gristlebrand, basically.
2: A two, a two card Gristlebrand. <laughs>
0: <laughs> if there, I still, like, when I first saw this card, I kinda didn't believe it was real. Like, I knew it was because it, it was official, but, Wizards just is not learned the free spell lesson yet. They, they just keep printing more broken free stuff. And to me, this looks like the most potentially busted card that we've seen so far out of Commander 2019. Like, it seems so easy for this to just generate 10 mana a turn. It has lifelink, so you gain a life back. Plus you're in black, so you can gain life back with like, Exanguinates and Gray Merchant of Asphodels. Like, is this just like, incredibly broken, or am I off base on this?
1: So, if you have a Jet Medallion... It, so, you can't pay, like, generic costs, right? You can only pay the colored mana. Yeah. So, if you have Jet Medallion, that helps. Uh, you can play your rituals for free. So, like, the Dark Rituals, Cabal Rituals, or whatever. But, yeah, you can play a lot of cards. Now, you are limited by life, but just put a Boots on this thing and then hit someone after you cast all your spells and you probably... Made Phyrexian mana even more broken, right? Because each each spell you cast is one counter on Kyrick, which is one life back if you hit someone. So if you play a black spell, it's actually only one life if you actually manage to connect with Kyrick. So And there's I don't know, like This seems
0: Ether Flux Reservoir and so forth, like other ways that you can continually gain back that life. People have already come up with some like Doomsday piles, where if you have Kyrick and resolve Doomsday. You should be able to just win the game from there, so I I think that this card's really strong. What do you think, Grim?
2: I think the card is really really strong, but I think that as soon as you play this, uh, the whole table needs to work on killing it immediately. <laughs> I don't think the the controller can ever untap with it. Uh, that's if you even get to that point, and uh, I don't know. I I think the card is absurd. So
0: I wonder. I wonder if this one could have a shot in Legacy.
2: It's four mana. So yeah, That is
0: a lot. It's yeah.
2: slow and I don't know. Like what are, what are the spells
1: in legacy? They only take black mana?
0: It seems like you could storm off. You have like tendrils, you have dark rituals and cabal rituals. Like maybe yeah. you can just like play this and immediately storm kill, but maybe you can just storm kill without this and you yeah you needed
1: all it. those cards anyway <laughs> to, yeah. to storm kill <laughs> uh, it's interesting I'm surprised they did this I'm surprised it's like if they printed a card that says like all your cards have delve and you're like huh <laughs> like, <It's> just- <laughs> why, why, why do all the cards have Phyrexian mana now
0: I think it's especially surprising because I don't even think Phyrexian mana is like that popular of a mechanic. It seems like a relatively unpopular and widely disliked mechanic. So it's a, if you're going to choose a mechanic to do this with, Phyrexian mana is just like an awkward choice, but it does make for a really powerful <laughs> commander.
1: Is this the first legendary minion?
0: Ooh. Oh, I think there's some old ones. Like the dwarf, dwarf minion thing. Oh,
1: wait braids is a legendary minion <laughs> yeah braids there's one banned. that like reanimates
0: all your red and black spells <laughs> Zantra, and
1: phage chainer
0: so there's a few yeah it's also worth noting before i move on uh it works for any mana cost so you can use this to pay activated costs uh, cumulative upkeep whatever you can use chainer dementia master costs three black mana you can pay six life instead so it's not just casting your spells but Black mana abilities on the battlefield, too.
1: Alright. Uh, next we have Gerard, Weatherlight Hero, two red and white. Legendary creature, human soldier, three, three, first strike. When Gerard dies, exile it and return it to the battlefield. Oh, return to the battlefield all artifacts and creature cards in your graveyard that were put there from the battlefield this turn.
0: This was a card I was talking about earlier that I feel Wizards has done a really good job expanding on Boros's part of the commander color pie. Like, this is like a Boros control or Boros aristocrat style commander when traditionally we just had all these boring aggro Boros commanders, but then we got like <laughs> Feather. We also got uh, Fire Song and Sunspeaker, now Ger- Gerard. So we're getting like some more unique ways to build around uh, Boros cards and commander.
1: What? I'm just going to make some aggro things, hit you, and then play Gerard so you can't wrath my board. <laughs> so you're so, still aggro. <laughs> nice. No, actually, and then if you somehow deal with that, that'll defiarize protection. It's all good.
0: <laughs> I actually think this card has potential to be incredibly broken. Uh, we've seen, like, Second Sunrise be banned in Modern. We've seen Faith Reward be a combo piece. It feels to me like you can just play a bunch of creatures, play, like, Ashnod's Altar or Phyrexian Altar. Sacrifice all your creatures for some sort of value. Sacrifice Gerard. Get back all your creatures. Use the mana from sacking all your creatures to recast Gerard. Do it again, do it again, do it again. So I imagine that that would be a popular way to play this is like a infinite loop, essentially, commander. Throw in like a Perforos or some sort of way to damage your opponent as you're going through that loop. And it seems like a pretty easy way to win the game. Perforos. Yeah.
2: That'd be, that's pretty gross. <laughs>
0: Boros.
1: <laughs> King of eggs now. Um. Yeah, eggs. Or oh, you could uh boom pile every, basically infinitely if you win coin flips, right?
0: Yeah, or just like a Chroma's Vengeance, Wrath of God. Like, you can be the Boros control deck that just like turns all those cards into like wins essentially since you get all your stuff back and maybe get some enter the battlefield triggers along the way.
1: So guaranteed when we play us on Commander Clash, someone's just going to exile the commander and that'll be that. <laughs>
0: That seems likely, especially on Magic Online. <laughs> that seems like an easy and brutal mistake to make.
2: Yeah. It's going to be me. <laughs> we're we're going to spend
1: five minutes making sure we have the settings right, and then it won't work anyway.
0: <laughs> or maybe they just won't put it on Magic Online. You never know with Commander cards.
1: All right, Uh right. Let's move to some of the support cards we have. So let's go back to Vampires. Uh Anjay's Ravager, 2 in a red, 3-3, three, three, Vampire Berserker. It's a rare. Uh, Anjay's Ravager attacks each combat if able. When Anjay's Ravager attacks, discard your hand, draw 3 cards. Madness, 1 in a red.
0: would probably be sweet if it was legal in Modern.
1: Yeah. I don't know if i
0: play this Mo- in a modern Commander deck, this. but...
2: <laughs> I, I don't think Modern needs this. It's going to get more broken. <laughs> I don't know, a 3-mana three 3-3... Three, three. Two mana,
1: three, three. <laughs> two mana, three, three, that Trump attacks into Hogak. I don't know. <laughs> or
2: is paired like, with Hogak. <laughs> it just needs to attack put, once, right?
0: <laughs> would you put this in your commander deck, though? Like, is this, is this a commander playable? It seems small. It seems like most of the commander decks I see people play, like, want to have a bunch of cards in their hands, So discarding seven cards to draw three isn't necessarily Great. Maybe if you're playing, like, Zergo Bell Striker or whatever, where you're, like, just all in aggro and emptying your hand. But is this really commander playable?
2: I mean, it, you're in black and red. You have Hellbent cards. So, uh, you know, after a certain point, maybe you need to get back in the game with more cards. Yeah. So attacking and discarding my hand, which, you know, like I have no cards or maybe one card and it's useless. Then I get three new cards. I, it's not the worst, actually. And, and like... If we're going black red madness, anyways, it, and it's vampires, I, yeah, sure. Yeah, I think red is the color you want to be discarding your hand. So if
1: you're hell bent, then it's just ancestral recall, which is great. Uh, but if you, even if you have to discard, say, three cards or four cards, you could just wheel a fortune afterwards if you like. That's this is the right color for that. So I actually feel like this is pretty good, and this is actually a rare source of just like sheer card advantage in the right scenario for red so i would actually play this in like a vampire deck I don't, I don't know if i would just put it in a generic red deck but like a madness deck or a vampire deck it seems seems good yeah
0: yeah it's, it's probably good in that style of deck i guess i i don't think i like it in general it's just like a red staple but you're probably right if it's like vampires or madness it's probably good there
1: Like, what if you discard unburial rites and, I don't know, some scary (laughs) 10-drop by discarding your hand? Like, yeah?
0: Oh, and there's, like, Felden of the Third Path. There are some, like, red graveyard-y commanders where maybe... You turn the discard into an upside, like, even yeah. apart from madness. So, so maybe that's like another home or, uh, what's the red planeswalker, the artifact one that wants stuff in the graveyard? Decks like that, like Derevi? red base Derevi. deck. Yeah, Derevi. Like cards like that, uh, decks like that, it might have a home in.
1: All right. Next up, Kadena's silencer, Kadena's silencer, one in a blue, two, one, Naga wizard. Uh, when Kadena's silencer is turned face up, counter all abilities your opponent's control. Megamorph, one and a blue. Okay, I mean, uh,
2: <laughs> I liked Megamorph, <laughs> but Megamorph in time. I, yeah, I think I liked it for the meme value more than, like, and and like I also liked Morph, and I, this card is sweet. I like this. <laughs> it's a silent or uh, a stifle. I, I, I'm huge on that. I, I think I think this card's pretty sweet. I mean, it's it's even better. Uh, because it, when it's turned face-up, counter all abilities your opponents control. I don't know when that's going to ever matter, but... Uh, you know, in case they activate an ability and hold priority <laughs> and activate ten more to run into your <laughs> Katina Silence, Yeah. <laughs> or even better, in response, right? Or something like that, sure. <laughs> yeah, in response to you.
0: <laughs> so, my question for both of you is, uh, kind of like Ravager... Is this something you would play outside of a morph deck? Like, morphs will play it because morphs are kind of starved for any good morph cards, based on what I've seen from various Tomer morph decks. Like, you got to (laughs) play some bad morphs to actually have a deck full of morph cards. So I'm sure it'll have a home there. Does it have a home outside of morph?
2: Well, if it's not in a morph deck, you can probably be like, well, I probably know what that is. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. saltide nagas the problem with morphs is you need to have more than
1: one otherwise everyone knows what it is yeah so. i mean
0: <laughs> i guess it's a wizard and you have like will bender you have void Maid prodigy so maybe like it could work in a wizard deck that has multiple like tricky morphs kind of built into it in my wizard
2: deck though i don't think i was ever casting it for its morph i just played it face up
0: yeah that kind of defeats the <laughs> yeah. the yeah. value of kadina silencer a little bit
2: yeah like i like if if because then at this point, if I morph anything from my wizard deck, you know it's one of like three wizards and they all need to be killed. <laughs> <laughs> Except for maybe not the uh, the other one that pretty
1: much force Spikes. <laughs> Alright, uh, Savine's Reclamation, two and a white. Sorcery, return target permanent with converted mana cost three or less from your graveyard to the battlefield. If this spell was cast from a graveyard, you may copy the spell and may choose a new target for that copy. Flashback. Four and a white. I think this spell's mm. this card's sweet. So Sun Titan yeah. right here. With but you get to flashback. With flashback, and when you flash back, you get two things.
0: I'm actually kinda mad on this card. Like I think a Commander, for me, the value of Sun Titan is you get the 6-6 six, six body. Like, so how many converted mana cost three or less things are you gonna have in your deck that you want to reanimate? Like if you're just getting back a fetch land, like with Sun Titan, that's fine. Are you gonna play Severine's Reclamation just for that? I, I don't know. I'm kinda, I'm kinda and What do you think about one? like
1: Eternal Witness? Except it has to be a CMC3 permanent.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess, except I it's, guess three that's fine. Etern- it's
1: like a, it's like a Green Warden, but smaller and nobody.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but-
0: yeah. I mean, I think it's okay, but I'm not especially excited for it.
2: It pairs well with Savine whoa
0: <laughs> <laughs> think of Wait, all the so, things you get so if bad. you
2: flash it back you
1: get four things is that what happens i guess mm, if, if you, you so
2: your first insert uh,
0: so i i said that in the youtube comment uh, video when i was uh, doing the spoiler video and people said it would actually be three that the uh the copy isn't flashed back or cast from your graveyard, since it's a copy, so I think it would be three Uh, things if you had Sabine out.
1: Well, that's very confusing. (laughs) Great. Five
2: mana, get three things back? Sure.
0: I mean, eh. I don't know. I'm sure there's a home for it, but would you just slam this in a random white deck, or do you gotta build around it?
2: I think you definitely
1: gotta build around it. It depends what is in your white deck, but you can get your mana rocks back. You can get, like, your O-rings. Strip mine. Strip mine. I like that. You could discard your entire hand to Anjay's Ravager and then return some stuff. Then you
0: can get back the Ravager after it chump attacks because it has to attack every turn. <laughs> it's a 3 3 and you just keep doing it.
1: <laughs> Alright, we have Geared's Belligerence. One red red sorcery. Geared's Belligerence deals X damage divided as you choose among any number of target creatures. Whenever a creature dealt damage this way dies, populate. This <sighs> is pretty good no i i think kill five things populate five
0: (laughs) i think the the ceiling is very high like it seems like in the right scenario this can be like a game ending finisher if you have a bunch of mana and a good token around but then like the floor is kind of meh on it so i think it's good but i don't know if it's great uh yeah this
2: this card just seems all right to me so far
0: i do like that you can potentially, like, kill your own Like, if you play, I don't know uh Increasing Devotion or, like, Spectral Procession or something, and make a bunch of small tokens of your own you can use this just as, like, a combo piece to, like, kill a bunch of your own tokens your to tokens populate a big to token <laughs> Like, that seems kind of cool to me
1: mm. But are you really winning anything if you kill your Lingering Souls tokens <laughs> or whatever with... I I feel like this is more... No, this doesn't work. I was like, what if you just, like, ping five things and then, like, Blasphemous Act, but then your token's probably gonna die. (laughs) Yeah. But, like, something like that. Or even if you just kill, like, two things and double populate, isn't that worth it?
0: I guess... Yeah, I mean, I think that's true. I I mean, I guess that's the other way to play it, is just, like make a bunch of mana and cast it and kill as much stuff as you can and even if you populate a couple of times and kill a couple things that's still like a what a four for one or something that's not bad
2: i i want it to hit face (laughs) why does it not hit the opponent (laughs) whenever a player dies populate 10 yeah (laughs) i mean (laughs) if a player died this turn (laughs) Yep.
1: i'm surprised we don't have a card like that we we don't have anything about players dying this turn.
0: Oh, we have that curse, don't we? Isn't there the one mana black curse that you curse oh. and when they die you get a whole bunch of sweet stuff? I don't remember yeah. what, but yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. There we is don't is have
0: many of curse. those cards.
1: All right, we have a land, a rare land, Sanctum of Eternity, tap for a colorless, pay two, tap, return target commander you own from the battlefield to your hand, activate this ability only during your turn.
0: Zakama. <laughs> what? I think (laughs) when I first saw this card, I was like, eh, I don't know what you do with this. You can't save your commander because you only do it on your own turn. Then someone pointed out that it just like goes super ultra infinite with Zakama since you can like cast Zakama, untap all your lands use this to bounce a comma, cast it again, as long as you have enough mana, you just, like, make infinite mana and kill the board with Zakama and blow up all the artifacts and enchantments to gain infinite life, so it's, like, a pretty easy two-card combo in a Zakama deck in specific.
1: How about Omnath? I played Omnath, what was it Locust of Royal? The new one. And I played Erratic Portal in my deck just to bounce my own commander. Now I can have it on the land.
0: I... I think that makes sense, too. Or, like, Maelstrom Wander, even, mm-hmm. like, probably great in Ulamog, like, colorless Eldrazi decks where you can reuse the cast trigger and you already want a bunch of colorless lands. So I think it's, like, probably not going to beat out other colorless lands in most decks. But for specific commanders, the Kama, the Z- Omnath, things that have good enter the battlefield triggers, I could definitely see playing this.
1: It also saves your commander that's, like, imprisoned in the moon, or uh, yeah. stolen from you, if they, like, control magic your commander, you can actually get it back. Yeah. So... It's not bad. I don't know. Depends how many colorless land slots you have in your deck, but it seems like one of those utility cards that you always cut, and then, like, you you really need it, you're like, I shouldn't have cut this card.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I like that that hexproof land. I'm always, uh-huh. like, right on the cusp of playing that, but I don't think I've ever actually put it in a deck. It's always, like, the, the one or two lands out of making it.
1: All right. This is my favorite card in the set so far. A lowly common, Scare Tiller, 4 <laughs> mana, 1, 4, artifact creature, Scarecrow. When it becomes tapped, choose one. You may put a land card from your hand onto the battlefield, return target land card from your graveyard to the battlefield tapped.
0: So why is this your favorite card, Richard?
1: Is it Solemn?
0: <laughs> it is sort of solemn-ish.
1: You get to th- ramp in any color, either from your hand or from the graveyard.
0: I thought you were going to say Scarecrow Tribal. I'm a little disappointed uh. now. <laughs> no, we don't have enough Finally Scarecrow's the piece yet. for Scarecrow Tribal.
1: <laughs> it's a 4-mana 1-4, but I
0: feel like it's almost
1: solemn. It's like almost one of those cards you put in every deck. Because why not?
0: Like, do you think you need to be able to tap it without attacking for it to work? Or do you just trust that you can Get in it, someone.
1: I mean, there's three people. It's a
2: one-four. <laughs> I think you could get in. No, I don't. I don't know. Is it a high priority on, on the board? If it's the only thing on board, maybe that's kind of a reason to kill it. But I, I don't think it's a high priority thing, right?
0: But if you're gonna attack me, I'm gonna block it if I have yeah. a, a creature. I, like, I'm not gonna be like, like oh, sure. <laughs> Go is ahead. Is not- I
2: guess, like, if there's lands in your graveyard, that works, but, like, sometimes there's just a point where, it, you know, cause you're at four mana at this point. Uh, any more lands that are in your hand, that means what, like, you've got maybe one to two cards left in hand unless you've drawn a billion cards. <laughs>
0: I like to call that the Abriel grazer problem. Yeah, I think that's my favorite thing about playing against Scapeshift in Standard is when they run out their Abriel grazer and don't put a land into play. You're just like, ha, <laughs> nice zero three
2: with reach. Uh, by the way,
0: <laughs> I mean. I think it's really good with fetch lands. We have evolving wilds. We have literal fetch lands. We have the mirage fetch lands. If you have those, it is kind of a combo. And if you want to, you can play like glare of the Sub-Dual uh, subdual, uh, opposition ways to like just keep tapping this every turn without attacking. And then it's an insane source of ramp. You just like get back your fetch, crack your fetch in the graveyard next turn, tap it again, do it again. It's also pretty cute with maze of if you can like attack to get back your land and then maze it <laughs> so it won't die and just keep. <laughs> (laughs) doing that
1: (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) all right uh let's move on to some of the cards that were revealed today so we have volroth the shapeshifter two black green and a blue a seven five a legendary creature shapeshifter at the beginning of combat on your turn put a minus one minus one counter on up to one target creature Pay one generic until your next turn Volrath becomes a copy of target creature with a counter on it, except it's a seven five and has
2: this ability. I love this card. I also love Volrath, so I think I like the, Volrath was a cool card. Uh and, and it's nice to see Volrath come back. So Reminds me of
1: the Demir guy that does this from the graveyard.
0: Ooh, Lazov, I think. It was the original Lazov, yeah. maybe? Yeah. Uh, seven five. I mean it's, it's cosmic- almost Yargle. It's got big stats I'm trying to imagine like how you what do you play with this though do you play like some sort of like clone tribal copy stuff tribal I guess like some sort of proliferate put negative one negative one counters on everything style deck like uh, how do you build around this card I think is my biggest question I think it's really cool but I'm not really sure the best way to build around it yet
2: I mean you could also just copy like a, a creature like a uh, the thingy that manifests at the end of the turn, the, w- the elemental, uh, I, I forgot, Whisperwood elemental. Oh, Whisperwood, whisperwood yeah. Like, yeah. I was thinking more so just to copy things to get more ways to morph, uh, and manifest and stuff like that, so. It's uh, also
0: cool that it's just a counter, so it doesn't have to be a negative one, negative one counter, so if you, Put oh. a plus one plus one counter on all your team, or you can like bounty hunter to put a bounty counter on stuff. And like that also turns on the copy ability.
1: Combos with Yagma.
0: Yeah. Yagma, Thapatra, Volrath. That sounds pretty fun.
1: It's a Simic. You can uh, evolve. You can <laughs> There's <laughs> like
0: spearmenal, There's a lot of, yeah, plus one plus one counter synergies in the Simic area. Oh, okay. Maybe this is pretty fun. It seems like it, you probably build a really fun deck around it, and another non-graveyard salt Commander.
1: Yeah, all you need to do is just copy an infect creature with double strike, and then <laughs> copy Invisible Stalker. You're good. It, it's it's like Lazav, except you have to have all the creatures on the battlefield and give them counters first.
0: But how do you get a negative one, <laughs> negative one counter on Invisible Stalker? You don't <laughs> you know, get you know, like, pump, any counter. Stuff, you but, get a plus oh, one, plus one counter. Okay, okay. That makes that makes more sense. Wait, hold and on.
1: then you
2: give Laz off, like infect, and he gives minus one minus one counters naturally. Wait, 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 hold on. At the beginning of combat on your turn, put a minus one minus one counter on up to one target creature. How are you putting a pl- wait? Where are you guys getting this plus one plus one counter? Well,
0: you could put it on it with something else. Like you'd have yeah, to use like, another card, not you, you use like
2: uh, a, one of those one mana <laughs> cards that give a
0: plus one plus one
1: counter. <laughs> There's got to be other, like, what if, uh, no, like, brick counters? No, that's like an spore, artifact.
0: Spore counters. This spore? could be your Saltai, yeah, Saltai oh. spore counter commander.
1: Ooh. And then, and then Volrath himself can get, like, spore counters because he's a fungus now.
0: And then you can, like, remove three of them and gain a life. <laughs> make a one-one. We
1: need Return to Fallen Empires right now. They need to fix this. They need to make, like, super thalids and stuff. <laughs> Alright, next up we have Rayami, first of the fallen, 1 black, green, blue, 5-4, legendary creature, vampire. If a non-token creature would die, exile that card with a blood counter on it instead. As long as an exiled creature card with a blood counter on it has flying, Rayami has flying. The same is true for first strike, double strike, death touch, haste, hexproof, indestructible, lifelink, menace, protection, reach, trample, and vigilance.
0: Card sweet. I, I think it's probably kind of tricky to build around, but it's, like, a Soul player Commander, which is just... It's a really cool, like, build around. The challenge is, how do you build around it? Uh, I mean... You have to, like, play things with abilities and then kill them to get them into exile, no, and then you it ends like... kill your
1: opponent's things.
0: <laughs> yeah, but what if they are playing, like, vanilla creatures?
1: <laughs> I mean, you could... Wait, if you have Rayami and then you wrap the board... Do you get all the blood counters? You do, right?
0: You should get all the blood counters. So when that is the nice part about it. So then the next time you recast it, all those cards will still have the blood counters for the future.
2: That's pretty sweet. I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't know how you build around it other than just like board wipes and just like make sure you like uh, get it back. Yeah, that yeah, makes right. sense.
0: And I mean, it is kind of like graveyard hate, too, which is pretty relevant. Like it's beneficial. Beneficial because you're getting a blood counter, but it does shut down some shenanigans just by, like, keeping creatures from going in and out of the graveyard.
1: How do you get infect on him? He doesn't get infect. It's not... It's only the evergreen keywords. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I guess, yeah. No infect's probably a good thing, though. Also, it's weird it's a green vampire. I don't think we've ever had in Magic's history a green vampire.
1: Hmm... Seems what part like of a this challenge is gr- for mono-green vampires. <laughs>
0: what, what part of this is green?
1: <laughs> what part of it is any of the colors? Like, <laughs> like, like, okay, I get black. I understand black. I guess blue is the copying of everything.
0: And then green... is because it's
1: a 4-mana 5-4. Eh,
0: okay. okay, It's a creature.
1: <laughs> the, a vampire. Yeah, we're going to do that argument again. It's, it's, <laughs> it's the same thing. It's a creature. It's 5-4. All right. Uh, next up, we have Gift of Doom, 4-in-a-black, Enchantment Aura, Enchant Creature, enchanted creature has death touch and indestructible morph sacrifice another creature you may cast this card face down as a t2 creature pay three to morph it up as gift of doom is turned face up you may attach it to a creature wait hold on so you may pay you, okay you sack so it's creature an aura to, to right, um, right, but you can to morph it and then if it's already an aura you can sack a
2: creature to like remorph it that's really cool
0: wait no I don't think that's what that does, is I, it?
2: I don't think it I I'm reading it as to unmorph it, yeah. you sack a
0: creature. I think no, you no, play no. it I think you play it face down. Right. If you want to. And then when you want to flip it up, you sacrifice a creature, flip it up, and then you get to put it on something.
1: Correct. Oh yes, you're right. Oh, this is not fun at all.
0: I mean it's kind of it's still cool. So- yeah. It's a really unique and weird card, but it's definitely if
1: you gotta sack a
2: creature. To unmorph it. It's
0: it's black, yeah. though. You have, like, Blood Artists and Graveyard Synergy. Sacking a creature, that's that's not the end of the world in a black deck.
2: It's probably a benefit, to be honest with you. I feel like I could, I could sack something that I want to, like, morph again if I can bring it back.
0: Yeah? Or, like, sack a Mind Slicer? Yeah. Just to make everyone love you?
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> what is this art? Is it, like, a giant hand, like, thought-seizing someone? Like, <laughs> poking, like... This person's Just like bumping like, someone on the head and be like, "Huh? You have death touch and indestructible."
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe that is the death touch. the The hand is death touching the little head. I don't know. Uh, That's weird. All right,
1: next up, Pendant of Prosperity. Three mana, three generic mana. It's an artifact. It enters the battlefield under the control of an opponent of your choice. Pay two, tap, draw a card. Then you may put a land card from your hand on the battlefield. Pendant of Prosperity's owner draws a card, then that player may put a land card from their hand onto the battlefield. Pick a buddy.
0: Yeah, th- This is like the ultimate me and Tomer card, because we both love drawing cards so much that if either one of us gives it to each other, you know the other person's going to activate it every turn, so it, it seems like there's uh, some ways to get value out of it if you choose the right person.
1: What if you take it back? <laughs> uh, with like, oh, what, what is the land... The land that gives you back all your permanents. Oh, uh, Homeward, homeward path? path. Isn't that only homeward creatures? Homeward Path, and then it's your own personal draw a card for the land down. You could Zedru. You get extra cards now for fun because you donated this thing.
0: Yeah. I mean, draw a card plus ramp is pretty good for two mana. Like, yeah. it seems powerful once it's on the battlefield. I guess the question is just going to be like does your opponent activate it, but I assume that drawing a card and putting it on the battlefield is enough of a payoff that the person who has it is probably going to want to do it.
1: The problem is, like, once you're ahead, people won't activate anymore. <laughs> right? Because your oh. opponent gets to control this as well, so if you desperately need cards, they may not want to give them to you.
0: uh Richard, Like, say you give this to me, do you ever think a turn would go by where I would not activate this? (laughs) Like, think about what I do to draw a card in Commander. (laughs) Just give it to me and we'll both be happy, I promise. Mm.
1: Well, what if if you're winning already and we're trying to dig for answers against your board? (laughs) Are you really going to activate it?
0: (laughs) Probably? I'll know that I shouldn't, but I probably still will. Yeah.
1: All right. Uh, I think that's all the spoilers we want to talk about. There's a couple more rares we didn't get to. Um, and then today they're going to release the full deck list for the morph cards. I'm so excited. And every day they're going to release, uh, all the cards for, for the, the decks. Today's morph day and uh, we'll see what comes tomorrow. Yeah. Oh. And then
0: yeah, that means next week when we podcast, we should have the whole thing, all the deck lists, all the cards. So tons of more commander stuff to come still. So.
1: So, what's the sweetest
2: colors that you've seen from the cards today? Sol- Saltai. <laughs> <laughs> salt- I mean, I- I'm just also excited, like, there's the new Ixadron art, which is really cool. And, like, Scroll of Fate is such a sweet card, because now you can manifest a card from your hand. These are just things that I'm I'm really excited for.
0: New uh, Vesuvian Shapeshifter art is pretty sweet, too. So, we got some sweet new art. We got some sweet new cards. Uh, yeah, I think... It's really, I guess I would have to go with Saltai too, but it's because it's Saltai day and we haven't seen enough cards from the other decks. Although, I really think Anj Falconrath might be the commander I'm most excited for that we've seen so far. I guess outside of of Carrick, which I just think is absolutely absurd.
1: I'm most excited for Girid. Uh, These rhinos, they're going to be fearsome. (laughs) 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 I I would take the Girid over like
2: three of these Saltai legendaries. (laughs) I mean, it, it is nice to like constantly make rhinos, but I think it's the populate also that's gonna be, uh, like, probably gonna be the biggest, uh, biggest reason for Girid. Oh, I want, okay. So first, what you need to do
1: is get like a Merit Lodge, okay? And then you put a Helm of the Host <laughs> on it, okay? And then you populate. <laughs> there it is. Instead, well, what? Oh, but I would just put it I, on the well, Oh, wait, wait, no, you, you use like Doretti or something to make a copy of Helm of the Host, and then you populate the Helm of the Host too. <laughs>
2: Popular. I'm playlist. writing notes. <laughs> <laughs> Don't steal my deck idea, guys. Patented. <laughs> but,
0: but before we get to Vishmael, I, I gotta say, Scroll of Fate, I think that card's busted. We didn't talk about it. It's just three mana tap, manifest a card from your hand.
1: Wait, real, I skipped it because I didn't think it was that good. <laughs> I mean, okay. Wh- oh, why is it good? Tell me. Like, give me, give me the combo.
0: I mean, well, of course, just like manifesting is fine, but, uh, you can just be like, uh, tap it put a omniscience into play face down and like cloud shift or ghostly flicker or yeah. whatever huge uh, ridiculous I Win the game card
2: easily blink it
0: yeah so it seems like an easy way to like blink combo by putting something ridiculous into play
2: yeah, I'm also gonna put this in like my Amanatu deck on top of my saltai deck
0: and it just like manifesting every turn especially if you have uh Kadena going or something and you're drawing a card like it's kind of just sweet on its own but if you build around it it's uh, I think legitimately scary
2: yeah <laughs> that's one of those artifacts that I, I'm I'm definitely not gonna let sit around doesn't matter how far behind you are how far ahead you are uh, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna just kill it every time I see it <laughs> all right.
1: Let's move on to fishmail If you have questions Send them to At mtggoldfish With the hashtag mtgfishmail And we'll get to your questions On air First question a Slice Oh fly me Slice Slice of lime <laughs> 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 Don't worry about it <laughs> Yo Bring back Collective voyage already What's the person got to do to get the ball rolling on this? I'll even play if you want to volunteer.
0: Ooh, ping-tomer.
1: Yeah, I thought I thought Tom was putting together a campaign, but it kind of just like fell aside. So yeah, maybe we should do another collective voyage. The Chad USMC. What are your thoughts on the recent changes for the Judge community? Oh, boy. So we haven't talked about Judge Academy. <laughs> There's a big hoopla on it. I don't really understand it because I'm not a judge. But Krim is a judge. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa.
2: judge. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. I was a judge a long time ago.
1: <laughs> well, do you want to become a judge again, given the recent Judge Academy
2: announcements? Uh, I mean, I read into some of it and, like, uh, I'm not really sure. It It is a little weird that I have to pay to become a judge because, it's like, I'm paying to go do this event uh, and and you know like it's it's not like it's paying me a lot or doing anything like that you know what I mean I I, I don't know I <laughs> I'm I'm a little bit all over on it uh, I'm not too sure how I feel about it I, I I've seen some people very upset about it and I've also seen some people like counter like their counter arguments on it and like why it's good for the judging community so. I I don't stand on any side specifically.
0: Yeah, I've mostly tried to stay out of it because I don't feel like I understand all the aspects of it enough to really chime in fully. So yeah, so yeah, uh, I don't I uh, I don't know if it's a good or a bad thing.
1: Yeah, same. Not a judge, but I do find it weird that you have to pay because I I always understood judging as something you did of your goodwill. Like yeah. you were severely underpaid. It was a lot of work. So now, for that privilege, you have to pay for it. Seems weird, but I don't really understand the nuances or really anything about being a judge, aside from what Krim has told me. Our representative level one judge. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Does this work? I don't know. I think so. <laughs> Big Sky 21. I know this may sound controversial, however, I think Hogak is fair magic. Please explain why it isn't. <laughs>
2: I don't know. if That's like, okay. Well, a two a, like on turn okay, two. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Why?
1: How can it be fair? It's fair because it's a creature that attacks, right? <laughs> it's not fair because it's a zero mana eight, eight.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that you easily get all the time. <laughs> like, oh, I, I, like, I, I filmed a video for Modern Mayhem, and I, I think I consistently got dunked on turn two by a Hogok, and it's uh it's a little hard to beat when you don't play Path to Exile, I'm not going to lie to you. Okay, but where do we draw the line at fair? Okay, is Tarmogoyf a
1: fair card? Say yes. a 2 mana 4, 5. Yes. Okay, what if it was a 2 mana 8, 8 that you had to cast from your hand and vanilla?
2: A 2 mana 8, 8 you cast from your hand and it's vanilla? Yeah,
1: like like it was just literally like 2 mana 8, 8, that's it. It's like a grizzly bear, but it's plus 6,
2: plus 6. doesn't have trample <laughs> or anything? Like it doesn't no okay I, is that still fair i i don't know i mean because <laughs> at some point just being big and beefy <laughs> makes you unfair right but the thing here is the fact that you could con. If, if it were vanilla it's obviously a little bit better because the fact that your whole deck is about milling the top of your deck and dredge and all that stuff so you could always get a two like a an easy 8-8 that also has trample obviously makes it broken right yeah but yeah, I, think I think you're cheating mana cost, and then the
1: fact that you can cast it from your graveyard yeah, makes it unfair.
2: Correct. Yeah, I think yeah. it's
0: just the amount of power it puts on the battlefield so quickly. Like, it just enables such fast starts that I don't even think there's any other deck in the format that can do that as consistently. Just, like, turn to 14 power, 16 power, and do that, like, regularly, so... Uh, I think that it's more like the deck than Hogak in specific, but Hogak is a reason the deck can do that so consistently.
1: All right, I'm gonna put Hogak and Jund and see what happens.
2: <laughs> Just fair <laughs> magic. We'll see if it's fair.
0: <laughs> I mean, if we you don't play around Dark Confidant
2: anymore. It's fine. <laughs> oh, if you flip that off, Bob. Oh, <laughs> that feels
1: people, so bad. <laughs> okay, let me tell you. People used to play with Tombstone. Oh yeah. Okay. So people took that gamble before, and you know what? I used to play Mardu with Emrakul in my deck and Bob, never died to it. But when you do, it's
2: gonna feel bad.
1: I mean, one day you're gonna flip the Emrakul, and you're be like, "Well, that's sad face." But that's like the same as like the turn you gonna Ultimate Nahiri, and you draw your Emrakul, and you're like, "Come on, deck!"
0: Are, <laughs> right? Are you like constantly stressed every Dark Confidant trigger, being like, "Oh, this is this is gonna be the today's time. the day." I've
1: stressed with Liliana <laughs> being the top of my curve. Seth, every <laughs> life point matters. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Spud 9001. I remember Saffron Olive and Richard playing Jund with Bloodbraid versus Jace the Mind Sculptor before both got unbanned. Maybe we can get something like that again. Maybe Stoneblade Control versus Twin.
0: Yeah?
1: Uh, remember when we were like Unleash Modern? We'll play Bloodbraid and Jace the Mind Sculptor. <laughs> and we thought it was so broken. <laughs>
0: Uh, yeah, the good old days of, like, a year ago. <laughs> <laughs>
1: what are those cards again? <laughs> uh, Desi Nohei, is it just me or the new Jun build? Feels a bit slow and clunky. Multiple Renin Six in hand is awful. Do you think that Abzan is better BGX deck because of Path to Exile, Celestial Purge, Gadok T, Kaia's Exile, Kataki, and other White Hosers? Uh, I think Ren Six is way too good to not have.
0: Yeah... I think I'm leaning the same way.
1: So here's my controversial thing. I don't like Ren and Six. Like Ren and Six is good, but it's not so good that it's like, I don't know, $90 and everyone's playing four of. Like a lot of times it does absolutely nothing for you and I'd rather have a Bob, but we can't play Bob anymore because everyone is playing red <laughs> <laughs> like, and Six. It's like its own meta thing, right? Like if no one was playing Ren and Six, I would play Bob over Ren and Six. But because everyone's playing red and six, I can't play Bob anymore. So I have to have this red and six. Which, like, against Tron, I'm like, okay, I'll draw an extra land, and then they carn me. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I mean, it's only good against the decks that Jund is already good against. Like, if you, if you play Humans or Murfolk or something, yeah, I can ping you down with red and six. But I'm already good against those decks. It doesn't help me against the decks I'm bad
2: against. Do you
0: think? Renin-6 I, I, is actually pushing one toughness creatures out of the format? Like, is that a concern?
2: It is a thing on people's maps, like when when you're playing is, but a, a, like an x1 heavy deck. Like, Last Hope used to do the same thing before Renin-6
1: came out. Like, if I am on the play and you play a um Noble Hierarch, then haha, right GG? Yeah, so, <laughs> and, and this I comes out full turn right. sooner. It's probably one of the reasons why humans sucked at the Pro Tour. It's because of all the running sixes, like, pinging off all their Thalias and, and things like that.
2: I also really, really do, uh, I, I don't know, the ability to get back the fetch land and continuously, you know, hashtag deck thinning uh, to, to actually just get <laughs> to get lands from your deck uh, and also being able to get you the, the canopy lands or the horizon lands and just draw off that. I think that's really sweet.
1: Uh, yeah but you need you, you need to get the combo
2: if you if you get the combo going
1: you're good right if you get the canopy land and Ren and 6 but it's a pretty slow combo but it's still the like, thing like Ren and 6 is it gains control where you have a 2 drop and then you can threaten ultimate to to do something yeah. but
2: it's still a 2 drop. like Kogak
1: I'm like what is those Ren and 6 doing nothing right I'd rather <laughs> have a bob <laughs> right Tron like Ren and 6 does absolutely nothing again
0: I don't know so, can you play Ghost Quarters or Field of Ruins like that would make and 6, way more exciting against Tron, probably. Yeah. If you can Ghost Quarter every turn, that probably just beats Tron. But
1: I, Would I, you I rather have a folded. Horizon Land or a Ghost Quarter? Horizon hmm. Land.
0: Yeah, I guess. How about both?
1: Yeah. <laughs> just, just
2: just, play Gruel, Jund. <laughs> 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 Forget yeah. the Botsies, right? <laughs> just... <laughs> I, but yeah, I think it's, the value of just like Ren and Six is just too good to like pass up on, and especially when all you want to do, like what Jun does, is the value game, right? And then we're like but hit you just in a top lands. deck mode, and
1: then they're just lands. They're and the lands don't do anything lands. because
2: Raging Ravine is a bad card. I mean, that <laughs> might be Field sure. of Ruin
1: really ruined Rage Raging, Raging Ravine.
2: <laughs> I mean, yes, Raging Ravine may not be what it once was, but. I still, I like, yeah, like, you have a 2 mana Planeswalker that pings for one. That's just so good. But what if they're playing eight eights with Trample? You just don't play it.
1: You just don't run into it. It's simple. You, <laughs> you dodge stop. it. You have four more dead cards in your main deck against them? <laughs> I mean,
2: <laughs> yes, but you can pick off a cast and Stitch or something. Oh,
1: yes. This is what I want to be doing. <laughs> yeah, it, it'll be interesting. Red and 6 is really... Like, elf decks, human decks, all those decks really hurt because of red and Six. Um, and I can't play Bob. I'm very sad. Bob has been bad for so long. This
2: is outrageous. <laughs> <laughs> Hasn't changed a thing for me. I, 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 still, I play a deck loaded with X1s right now. I'm <laughs> Snapcaster Mage. <laughs> well, it's in there, but it's, I'm playing Salty uh, Fairies and Ninjas. And like, it's like, yes, that is a red and Six, but. <laughs> <laughs> if I just ninjitsu one time, I no longer have an X one.
1: <laughs> All right. Next question. Jordan K. Young. Krim, love you on Commander Clash, but please run more lands with Horizon lands, cryptic caves, cycling lands, utility lands like Scavenger Ground and Strip Mine. I'm running 40 plus ramp in casual high CMC Commander. Karsten Math, 40 equals 24 in a 60 card deck.
2: I mean, like, How many lands do you run? Okay, so like, I run like, anywhere, depends on like, what kind of deck it is. If, if it's like my, my Adelie's deck, right, where it tops out at like two mana. <laughs> like, like two to three mana, then, uh, like, I'll probably play like 32 lands because legitimately, <laughs> all, if all I'm trying to do is just Krill, play, a bunch, I don't feel bad for you. if no, 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 You don't draw your lands No, anymore. That's that's, that's if I play like the low curve decks where I'm just playing the, a bunch of like preordains ops and stuff like that. Right. Just cantrips, cantrip, cantrip, cantrip. But if I'm playing something that's uh, like playing big old beefy creatures and stuff, I play like 38 or something.
0: I just play 37 every deck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It makes it nice and simple. Like that doesn't if a land doesn't count for tap for mana, like Maze of, Eth, then I don't usually count it as a land, but I usually have thirty seven mana producing lands, and I just do that and don't think about it.
1: Yeah, we also so we play a lot of lands. So when when there are viewer submitted decks, people really skimp on the lands. Part of it is they're running Soul Ring and like Same. Mana Vault, Mana Crypt. Things like that let you cut back on lands, but I still feel most people play too little lands. And especially since we have the cycling lands and the scry lands and things like that, that kind of give you a little advantage. It's, you should probably play more lands. Yeah. I mean, you should play more lands and then deck
2: thin. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I honestly do play the, like, I build my decks with, you know, like, soul ring and all that stuff in mind. So, uh, I do have to, I, like, on the decks where, like, I, I'm I'm not playing them, because, you know, like, we have that soft ban list, I just add more lands in their place, so normally my 38 land deck would probably be 35, 34 lands. Alright, last question. 11 Vicious. If Hogak doesn't get banned,
1: would unbanning Deathright Shaman bring balance to the meta, or would the fair decks just dominate to that point? Krim, you should give esper ad nauseam with three fairy scheming symmetry
2: and miracles a try the spice is real <laughs> I, you know what's funny I actually played against a miracles deck an esper miracles deck uh, using scheming symmetries counterbalances and stuff like that and uh it, it, it's a it's a cool it's a cool deck and I do like the idea of scheming symmetry with but but i don't know I'm, I'm i'm not an ad nauseum kind of person i i, I don't really like things that win the game immediately <laughs> I, know, I know i know i know that sounds ridiculous but like yeah i i don't like winning the game immediately <laughs> i like sitting there and playing the slowest game possible like if we could sit there and grind out more games of like one game of magic like that that's great that's great. Creeps ideal win is the
1: 1-0 victory. Yeah,
2: no, no, no. It it, <laughs> it legitimately is. Every I, I've noticed that like every game I I move to, like like every game I play, what is the way I could win but in the slowest way possible? And like make it so that you just completely remove the opponent's will to continue playing the game.
0: <laughs> I think back to the that Nexus. question... I think Hogak's gonna get banned, so we don't have to worry about it. And I think Death Right is just too good. Like, would it help against Hogak? I don't actually know that it would, honestly, yeah, because you play it on one, can't activate it until turn two. That's too slow if you're on the, if you're on the draw. So I don't know if it would save things, and it's just too good of a card, like, in a vacuum. It's just, pushed.
2: I think it would just make it a two-deck format, almost, right? Like, the Deathrite deck or the Hogok deck, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. It, it probably would. And Jund is pretty know. good. Could you imagine Jund with Okay, Deathrite? first of
2: all, you can't...
1: There's anti-synergy between Red and Six and Deathrite, right? <laughs> like, if you use your land for mana that you can't grab it with Red and Six, uh, ironically, this one-two body survives Ren and Six, so you can't even ping <laughs> out Deathrite. Um... <laughs> I don't know. I mean, so death rate won't help against Hogak. Would it break the format? Probably.
2: Yeah. It it, it just hates out the deaths
1: <laughs> that don't need to be hated out even more. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, Jun needs death right. This is what we need. We don't need Renin six. We need death right Shaman. Ooh,
0: if you had to choose Renin six or Deathrite, would Deathrite. It be death right, death Deathrite? for sure. Yeah,
1: hundred percent. I'm like cutting my Renin sixes as we speak right now. <laughs> Whereas death right. Oh boy. Death Rite is good. Death is like a turn one win con. <laughs> right? Like, against control, you just sit there and drain them for two a turn and you're good.
0: Yeah. And it like eats faithless lootings and snapcaster targets and gains life if you're against burn. It's just, it, it ramps. It does so much. It, it ramps. ramps. It's even banned in legacy. And that's a pretty good bar for modern. Like, if it's banned in legacy, you probably shouldn't have it in modern.
1: Yeah. All right, that's all of our fish mail for this week. Thank you to everyone who sent them in. If you have questions, send them to at @mtggoldfish with the hashtag #mtgfishmail, and we'll get to your questions on air.
0: And I believe that that brings us to the end of episode 236 of the MTG Goldfish podcast. So Richard Grimm, thanks for hanging out. Thanks to everyone for listening. And we will be back next week with all the new Commander 2019 spoilers and whatever else happens in the world of magic. So until then, this is the crew signing out.